welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to the episode. I'm so happy you're here. We are talking today about clothes, body issues, body dressing. I'm going to talk a little bit about my history with my body and how I have dressed myself, good, bad, and ugly, throughout the years, throughout my journey from being a kid to an obese adult and back down to a healthy weight, dealing with loose skin, massive weight loss, shopping, style, all that stuff. And this topic is one that I have a lot to say about, and I'm so excited that Crystal, um, one of my Instagram friends and followers, commented on a post and suggested that I talk about this. So this is for you, Crystal, and for anyone else who has questions about how to dress your body, how to pick good workout clothes for intense workouts, especially if you have some jiggle or some excess skin or just some areas that you're sensitive about. I'm going to talk about those things because I've been there. I'm still there. I'm just going to go into a little bit of history with my body and clothing because like all the things with me, starts, you know, back, way back, way back when I was just a little kid. Um, so if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I was raised in, in a religious environment, in a cult church, and we had a lot of rules around how we dressed. More so for the women than for the men, although there definitely was a dress code for men, but um, I can't speak to that because I'm not a dude. But for girls, the idea was to be modest and the, we called it holiness. So our church was a Pentecostal holiness church, meaning that that was the dress code we had. So women were to wear skirts that came down Certainly not higher than the knee, but typically mid-calf to the ankle was the most acceptable. Free-flowing, nothing skin-tight, nothing form-fitting, not really showing a shape. Um, Some of the more strict people in our church and in other churches that we fellowshiped with, they didn't allow to show the elbow. We were allowed to show the elbow in my house quite a bit, but we weren't allowed to wear things like sleeveless or spaghetti straps, or any of those things. So no collarbone showing, clearly no cleavage showing. Um, We didn't wear pants. We didn't wear shorts. We didn't wear bathing suits once we were, you know, I think over seven or eight years old. Guys didn't go around without a shirt on, even swimming. They wore a shirt when swimming. Um, So that was kind of the, the dress code. And so my mom can sew, so she made... Most of my clothes as a little girl, um, I know she did some thrifting and whatnot, but for the most part, she made, for sure, she made church dresses and a lot of play clothes. And as I got older, she just continued to do that. Um, that was very handy because she could size things and make them so that they were free flowing and modest and all of that. So I had an older sister. I have an older sister. She's two years older than me. And my sister has always been very beautiful. And as children, when people would meet us, my sister and I, she just definitely stole the show just comparing us standing next to each other. She was beautiful and very slender. And even before I was overweight, I just wasn't beautiful. The end. Just just Kristen. And so I was... I was grouped with her. We were kind of called the girls. We were 22 months apart. A lot of the times we dressed the same. Or my mom would, if she bought us clothes, she would get us the same thing, but in two different colors. She always got the prettier color. I remember this one time we went to Kmart and they had fake fur coats and they had a beautiful like um, white and like kind of the color of like an orange cat, like, like a peach color. They had white and peach and then they had white and this ugly gray. And so, of course, Rachel got the white and peach, and I got the white and ugly gray. And mine was just hideous, and hers was pretty, and that was just the way it was. Um, If there was something else, she got pink, I got blue. Just, you know, I'm still a little bitter about that, because hello, I I should always get pink. 
But so we were just, a, we were a pair. And when I started to get older and started to gain weight, I started to eat my feelings and eat my boredom and eat at night alone. I would start gaining weight. My sister felt, I think, the same things, and she compensated with her emotions by not eating because she got a lot of positive feedback. There weren't any thin people in my family, and our church was full of obese people. You know, Everything was a sin, but gluttony was never really talked about, and literally there just were very few thin people in our church. In fact, our pastor's wife was always trying to lose weight, and she was always pushing some kind of a diet bar or a diet or the cabbage soup diet or these cookies that were a diet cookie, and I mean, never ever worked, but there was certainly not a healthy lifestyle going on, but my sister got good positive feedback for being thin, and as I started to gain weight, we no longer could share clothes, and it just, there became more of a divide between the two of us, and I hated it, and I I just wanted to prove that I wasn't fat, and that I wasn't different, and so I would take her clothes and I'd try to wear them and I'd stretch them out and she'd get mad because, you know, that's what little sisters do. And um, I remember one time she bought a black skirt from like JCPenney and it was really cute. And I took it and I wanted to wear it and, I, and it didn't fit me. And she said very meanly, that's not going to fit you. And I was like, yes, it will. And so I crammed my body into that and I got a button. I'm like, see, I mean, it looked heinous. And she's like, no. <laughs> and that just stands out in my head so much. That and my aunt called one day and said she found some some clothing of some kind in a store. And what size should she get for my sister and me? And I remember my sister said, I probably need like a size six. And Kristen probably needs a 14. And I remember hearing that. And that was the first time I'd heard numbers put on it. And I was just mortified. That is insane. There's no way. And sure enough, she was right. Um, but I was very conscious of that difference. And so with clothing, it was just a highlight. You know, my mom would make us clothes. She would used to buy the same pattern, two different kinds of material, and make us each the same dress. Well, now she had to buy two patterns because I needed a bigger size. And so it just started to be like a thing where Kristen was bigger. And I was younger. And so it was just mortifying for me. But my mom sewed a lot of drop waist dresses long baggy dresses so that covered up a lot of my chubbiness and then for play clothes we weren't allowed to wear shorts or jeans so my mom again sewed us play clothes so she made these things called culottes and culottes they come and go sometimes in fashion which just mortifies me uh they're just heinous because of my childhood with them because my mom would sew them out of super cheap material just so we had something on our bodies and they were like baggy shorts that covered our knees, and when you stood still, they were so baggy, it looked like you were wearing a skirt. And she put just a very simple hem and a very simple elastic waist with no finish, so it was just like a curtain rod type of a waistband. And my sister loved to come up behind me in public and pants me, because they just came right down. So my mom would sew a pair of culottes and then a matching just like top that was like a t-shirt that just slid over our heads, super easy, super cool in the summertime. She'd make it out of the bargain bin material used for curtains or God knows what. I remember one time my mom made me a new outfit and I came into the kitchen and my dad busted out laughing and he goes, oh look, Kristen's a clown. I was not happy. But I remember that day we went to Como Zoo, a free zoo in, in town and my mom took pictures of us. And every time I see those pictures of us, I laugh because I remember my daddy saying that. <laughs> oh, look, Kristen's a clown. I did. I looked ridiculous. But so I hated culottes, but my mom sewed them and it covered up my fat and it was fine. And, um, you know, my sister put my pants down in public. Everybody has stories like that. And a while back, culottes were back kind of in style. I remember seeing them on a rack or somewhere and I said to my mom I said oh my gosh I cannot believe culottes are back and she said they never left and I was like oh geez <laughs> my mom is my mom is still my mom she is her anyway so as I got older and bigger still my mom wasn't able to really sew for me as much anymore, especially when I became a teenager and I started working. I needed things that had maybe a little more structure. And so 
she switched to buying me jean skirts, elastic-waisted jean skirts from JCPenney catalog or Sears catalog. And they were just simple, straight jean skirts, which one of the reasons why I will never... I have a really hard time wearing jean skirts. Like my sister won't wear a jean skirt because that was the recreational clothing of choice in cold church. Couldn't wear jeans. So you just wore a skirt made out of jean and they were down to your ankles and they flapped and they looked terrible. Um, But my mom at least got me some that were more mid-calf and she would wear them too. And so she, it just started this progress for me of dressing like my mom. My mom is 30 years older than me. But hey, I had clothes that fit my biggest goal was to be able to tuck in a t-shirt. And if she made me a skirt, I couldn't tuck something in because she didn't finish the waistband. But if she bought me a jean skirt with a, from a store, I could tuck the t-shirt in. And then I felt like I looked cool. So I started wearing elastic waist jean skirts that matched my mom and when I started as a cashier at Super, Super Value. And, uh, and I thought I looked amazing. And super cool. But then, you know, I started dealing with human beings for the first time and people were not very nice. And I realized that I didn't maybe look so cool. But at that point, I just didn't care. I wanted to be like Jesus and look really holy. And so I did all the things. And then I started working downtown Minneapolis at the same place my mom worked. She worked for what was then Norwest Bank. And she drove, we drove, we lived kind of far outside of the city. So she drove into work. She got me a job at the, the vault of the bank underground as a teller processing large deposits from large you know, companies. So I'd ride in with her. I'd work until one o'clock and then I would do my schoolwork until she got off of school, off of work because I was homeschooled. And so I had to have more work clothes. So it just became real easy for my mom to buy me matching jean skirts and start having me wear matching pantyhose. And because I was getting fatter, she started buying me the same girdles that she wore. So I don't know if you know what a girdle is. Now they call them spanks. But back in the 90s, they were just called girdles. And they were basically biker shorts. And they were super sucky. And when I wore control top pantyhose with a girdle over top, my jean skirt fit really well and smoothed out my hips because I carried a lot of weight in my thighs and my hips. I still do. Like that just never changes you guys. Wherever you carry weight is where you always carry weight. But so that was how it was when I was 16 until I moved out. I dressed like my mother. So we wore jean skirts with girdles and pantyhose and we'd walk into that bank building and it was like mini me, my mom and I. And that's what people would say. Like, oh, is your mom? I knew, I know, I knew exactly who you were, Bob Barb's daughter, when I saw you coming. And I'd be like, how? <laughs> well, you're dressed like a 50-year-old woman. <laughs> but you know, I, I didn't care. All of my fat was sucked in. I was getting bigger and bigger. I was in an 18 or a 20, you know, it was over 200 pounds. And it was a way that at least I was able to wear clothes that fit. And that was really all I cared about because when I got bigger, I just needed to close that fit and that my fat rolls didn't show. My mom's main thing was to make sure that fat rolls didn't show. That was the point of the girdle. It didn't do anything except smooth out the the lines between the fat rolls so that you were still fat and you still looked fat, but you didn't look sloppy fat and nothing jiggled. And that was the goal. So all it does is kind of smush things into a like the shape of more like a Michelin man versus I don't know what else. But so that was how I dressed as a teenager and we didn't wear pants. And then for church, I just wore jumpers. Jumpers are basically dresses that are baggy that you wear a shirt under. And I just started sharing those with my mom too. In fact, when I ended up getting married, I wore a suit that was my mom's and it fit me. It was size 22. I think it was 22. Um, It was no big deal. And then when I left Colt Church and I started wearing pants, I was so excited to wear pants. I had no idea though how to find pants that fit me because I had never shopped for pants. And because I was so overweight, I just went to Walmart and got elastic waisted, loose baggy pants and kind of started there. And then as I got bigger, um, I started wearing elastic waist baggy shorts that came to my knees because those were a little bit more comfortable. And then when I, when I was pregnant, I really gained a ton of weight. 
I went up to over the 300 pound mark when I was pregnant. And after I had Steven, I didn't lose hardly anything. I stayed pretty close to 300 for a while. And so when I was pregnant, I just got huge. And my mom, once again, took to the sewing machine and she made me maternity clothes. And she just made me dresses that were to my ankles that had a tie that you could tie around. I could tie around my boobs and I could grow as big as I needed to and these dresses would fit. So she sewed me, I think, five of them and I wore them the entire pregnancy. And it was perfect because I could just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then when I was a stay-at-home mom, I just lived in sweats and big sweatshirts. I was, you know, getting to the point where I was so large that I couldn't buy clothes in conventional stores anymore. Walmart had Walmart had 4X and 5X pants and shirts. So I could at least find those, but they were, you know, hideous, but I didn't care. The whole criteria that I used for shopping was just that it fit and it didn't get stuck between my fat rolls. And I spent a lot of years just pulling my shirt from between fat rolls, trying to find girdles and compression garments that kind of kept me into a smooth line until eventually I just gave up. There just wasn't anything. Um, so that was kind of my my history with my body and clothes. And then I started to lose a little bit of weight. I've told a story about how I was I went back to school and I went into a class and my classmate Shannon complimented my outfit. And my outfit was not cute. It was the color of baby poop. But she complimented me. She said that I looked nice. And that changed everything for me because I wanted another compliment. It was like water in the desert. And so I started to brush my hair. I started to coordinate the colors of my Walmart t-shirts with my Walmart pants better and my skirts. And I started to take care of myself just a little bit better. And I started to lose some weight. And I didn't have to lose much weight before I was able to fit into the clothes they sold at Lane Bryant. Lane Bryant is a plus size boutique um, clothing store. And they, I think they go up to size 30. And so for a long time, I was too big to wear anything there. But when I was able to start shopping at Lane Bryant, it was life-changing because Lane Bryant actually has cute things. They, yes, they have clothes for older people who are overweight, but they also have a lot of really cute, trendy items for people who are younger. So, you know, I was in my 20s dressing like a 60-year-old. And so going in there, I still tended to lean toward clothing that 60-year-olds would wear. But I could branch out a little bit into things with just a little bit of sparkle or some detailing that otherwise just, they didn't sell those things at Walmart, just didn't. I remember, I think it was in 2001, my sister and I drove out to South Dakota to a wedding of a girl we grew up with. And I didn't have anything to wear. I, you know, I wore, I would wear a t-shirt with a big hoodie over it with baggy jeans and that covered all my fat. That was my MO, that was my uniform at that time. So my sister was very kind. She wanted me to dress better and she would take me shopping. I have to stop and say, my sister, my sister did so much for me during that period of time. She tried, I didn't have a lot of money. Um, my first husband, he made good money, but he didn't let me spend it. And she would take me shopping and find things that at least had some kind of shape. And she'd either buy them for me or make my husband let me buy them. So... Or she'd let me put it on her credit card and pay her back. And so I remember we went to Sears in Rapid City, South Dakota and found this really pretty material um, suit. It was a long skirt with like a suit jacket. And then I just had to wear a shirt under the suit jacket. And I felt beautiful and I loved it so much. And I showed up at the wedding and there was one other person there with the same outfit. And it was the mother of the groom, you know. She's like 65 or something. And I was like 24. So I'll never forget that. Anyway, I digress. Lane Bryant was awesome. So not only was I able to start wearing things that were at least a little cute, but sorry if there's any guys listening, but they had bras for women with big breasts. Like I had, I was really overweight. So my breasts were huge. 
and they had cute, pretty, lacy, sexy bras. And so for the first time, I was able to wear something that was a little feminine, even though I was so overweight and I just tried to hide. And so that helped a lot to help me to sort of feel good in my skin in a way I hadn't before. And then of course, I just started to get more and more clothes from there, more sweaters, started to branch out into some sleeveless shirts, which was huge for me. I had really large arms. I didn't like to show my arms, but they had so many cute options that I wanted to. And so I tell you, if no matter what size you are, wearing clothes that um, reflect your personality, that have a little bit of flair, even if they're not perfectly flattering, it does something for your soul because whenever you make your outside mirror what's going on inside, it feels good. You know, I was young. I've always had, I think, a good personality, but I hid it for, I mean, forever. I was totally buried and finding little, little ways of, of just expressing that, hey, I'm in here. It chokes me up. You know, those were the little things that just started turning my, my mind to imagine that I had value. So it's not just clothes. Clothes are not just clothes. Yeah, okay, they're, they're just threads put together. But there's something about when your outward appearance reflects who you are in some way. It's, it's life-changing. It's life-changing. It was for me. So I have always have a soft place in my heart for Elaine Bryant because that's really where that started. So um, so as I started losing weight and I was able to start to wear things I'd never worn before because before, you know, I, I lost about 100 pounds. I was down to about 300 pounds again. And I had been 300 pounds before, but I was in cold church. And so I wasn't allowed to wear pants and I wasn't doing those things. And my mom was sewing my clothes. So here I was 300 pounds and I could start wearing pants and I could wear things in styles that I hadn't worn before. So I started to try to wear pants. Still really didn't like pants. I tried with dress pants. It just, when you don't ever wear something your whole life, it's really weird. I still feel really weird in jeans. Once in a while, I'll put jeans on and feel really good in them, but it's it's weird. It's like it, I missed the window of falling in love with pants. Uh, I found them too late. Um, but I started to learn that there were just certain ways to dress that helped to smooth lines, make a better silhouette, and make me feel good in my skin. And that's a skill that I think all women need to continually you know, cultivate. It's not easy. I would never say that I have amazing style. I tend to um, default to very classic things. I don't do a lot of trends because I'm I'm just not confident that I that I look good in them. Not that I don't look good in them, but they don't really reflect who I am, and I feel uncomfortable. And so, classic things they they just resonate with me. And and so I guess I I started this part by saying how much like showing my personality through clothes was life-changing and then I reverted into being very boring with clothing I guess is what happened but whatever anyway so just understanding cuts and what things worked and what things didn't you know I'm never gonna be able to wear certain styles I'm never gonna look good in skinny jeans no matter what Um, there's just a lot of styles that I learned right away I couldn't wear at that size. And then when I started to lose more weight, and then when I had weight loss surgery and I lost weight really fast, now it was like this whole other pickle because A, I had loose skin. So yeah, there wasn't fat there, but there was still something there that was moving. So, and I didn't want it just on display. And then all of a sudden I would go into a store and everything fit me. So instead of going into a store, finding one thing in the whole place that actually fit my body and buying it because it fit, now everything fit. And I would just buy things because they fit, not necessarily because they looked okay. <laughs> and I, I shudder to recall some of the things that I wore because I was just so ecstatic that they fit my body, that I had to have them. And other times I'd go into the store, try things on, they'd fit, and it would confuse me my brain and my body couldn't sync up and I would burst into tears and leave with nothing. 
And it was very strange. And that happened to me many times. Sometimes I was fine. But other times it was just, it was so jarring. And so clothes shopping became very stressful and I had a lot of anxiety around it for a long time. And then when I kind of got more to my, closer to my goal weight, I got to be around 200 pounds, um, I had a lot of skin. And then I had to learn how to dress my skin and my body. And so it was just starting from scratch. And so I started to learn that, you know, all of the skin on my thighs means that jeans just don't work for me. They just don't. There's too much skin going on there. And I end up with camel toe. And I end up with these awkward piles of skin in between my legs. Didn't work. Same with shorts. I have skin that kind of hangs over my knees. So shorts and pants just not a thing that I enjoy wearing. I'm not confident and I'm not comfortable in them. So dresses have been kind of my lifesaver. A, I'm really comfortable in them because I grew up in them. And then you can get cuts of dresses and skirts that flatter your body in so many ways, especially if you have a lot of weight in your bottom half, which I do. I carry all of my excess weight in my body half, my bottom half. So my hips are, I have wide set hips. And then I, when I gain weight, I gain it on my hips and in my thighs. And so skirts, you cinch them in at the smallest part of your body, which is typically right under your rib cage. And then the material falls away and you get a smaller silhouette. You get a more hourglass shape. And then for me, there is none of this cellulite situation. There's none of this um, issue with the skin and it's covered up. But until I had the skin on my thighs removed, it was a problem in the summertime because when I walked and then I would stop walking, the skin would keep moving. Like it moved a lot. I had a lot of skin between my legs. It was very uncomfortable. So it was still not ideal, but it was at least better than pants. And so I just had to deal with it. And so I was happy when winter came because I could wear tights. (laughs) Tights hold everything in, give you a nice shape. It's kind of like a girdle light. And, um, and, And I could wear skirts that I otherwise couldn't wear without tights. And they just felt really, really good when all of that skin was not moving. So if you have loose skin or you have more weight on your thighs, I highly recommend tights and tall socks and boots have you noticed at the grocery store that the protein bar section has just become a whole aisle protein bars are a huge industry and they're a staple in your diet if you are trying to hit your protein goal you're following a specific diet plan so many of us use protein bars to supplement as snacks as desserts or just to get that extra protein bump what you won't find in the grocery store are built bars built bars are available online at builtbar.com There are 18 different flavors, and these are unlike any protein bar that you have had before, I promise you. The texture is what sets them apart. They're a chewy nougat covered in 100% real chocolate. They have 18 flavors, and they have built bars that have nuts and built bars that do not have nuts. So the calories vary depending on the flavor you choose, but they all have between 17 and 19 grams of protein, and all of them are under 180 calories. My favorite flavor for sure is raspberry, which is a raspberry nougat covered in amazing dark chocolate. Warm it up in the microwave for about 15 seconds, and I eat it as dessert. It's delicious. Randy's favorite is cookies and cream. It's amazing. A a delicious chocolate flavor, also really good warmed up. The cookies and cream, 130 calories with 17 grams of protein and only four grams of sugar. So these are really great if you're low carb, if you're watching your sugar intake, but you need that protein bump. I highly recommend that you give them a try. You can use my code DESTINATIONBEGIN for 10% off. They have free shipping on all of their orders, and they also offer shipping protection for under a dollar that will make sure that your protein bars do not melt in transit. Highly recommend that. So give them a try today. They have a 100% money-back guarantee, but I promise you're going to love them. So that brings me to some tips and tricks and hacks and favorites, now that we've kind of talked about my history with my body and, and clothes. So like I said, skirts and dresses tend to work really well if you carry weight on the bottom half of your body. Um, And the best place 
that I have found to try on skirts and dresses or to at least get a good collection of them is to go to thrift stores because dresses can be kind of expensive and skirts can be just hit or miss. Sizing is so jacked up. I mean, I have skirts that are size two and I have skirts that are size 12 that fit my body right now. So like explain that one. That's insane. So when you go to a thrift store, well, when I go to a thrift store, I basically take over a fitting room for like a couple hours. And I just grab all the skirts I think are cute. And not only can you try on a lot and, you know, usually they're $5. So you can buy all of them that you like. But you have the opportunity to try on cuts and styles that you otherwise just wouldn't know looked good on you or gravitate to. So I highly recommend thrift stores. And I'm going to tell you my favorite one. I don't know if they have them all over the country. But Clothes Mentor, my favorite thrift store. Why? Well, they buy donations from people. So if you want to go in and donate your clothes, they will give you money for them. But they have to be recent. They have to be within one year of when they were released. And they have to be Old Navy or JCPenney brand or better. And they have to be flawless. So they inspect every piece of clothing, make sure there's no stains, tears, armpit stains, deodorant stains, whatever. And they don't give you a lot of money for it, but basically I've taken clothes in there to sell and I've taken 50 things in and they've taken 10. That's how picky they are. So when you go shop there, you're shopping at thrift store prices and you're getting flawless, recent, nice clothes. So you'll find things from Banana Republic and Express and Nordstrom. You'll find J. Crew. You'll find, you know, nice brands that women like. And, you know, skirts will be $10 or $13. If you're a jeans lover, they have every brand of jean. I don't know. I don't wear jeans. That's another topic. But um, it's a great place to go because you don't have to paw through things. Typically, things are organized by size and color. So it's really, 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 really great. If I were ever going to be seen in public I would, and were shopping for clothes, I would go there right now. But... It's 2020. I don't have to wear clothes. Anyway, so clothes mentor is a good one. And then I like the typical savers and goodwill. You have to be a little bit more, you have to spend a little more time. And sometimes you need to shower after you walk out of there. But I have found some adorable things. And some of my favorite items have come from just thrift shops. So don't be afraid of the thrift shop. You, you have a washing machine. You can wash stuff. And a lot of times, I've bought really nice wool coats there and you know for $10, and then you just have to pay to have them dry cleaned, and boom, you have a brand new coat. Uh, I just can't recommend it enough. There's enough clothes in this world. We need to stop making so many and just buying everything new and wearing them four times. It's, it's just ridiculous. So shop your thrift stores. Also, thrift stores. It's a great place to get shapewear. So before you freak out and disgust, you have a washing machine, okay? Anything you get at a thrift shop, you can wash. So you just need to calm down if you're freaking out and hear me out. (laughs) So shapewear, I don't wear a lot of shapewear anymore, but there are certain items of clothing that you want a really nice smooth silhouette. And a lot of people love shapewear and wear it all the time. And Spanx... I think they're the gold standard of shapewear. They're expensive. And how many times have you bought Spanx just for a dress, like a wedding you're in, and you've never worn it again and donated it? That happens all the time. So you can get such a good deal on shapewear at a thrift shop. And here's the thing. If you don't spend very much on it, and you come home and it doesn't fit perfect, like sometimes I've gotten them where like around the knee, it'll be just a little too tight. I just take my scissors and just snip it a little because who cares? It may not last me as long, but I've just spent $8 on something that otherwise would have been 50. I'm not afraid. Now, if you buy it new and you spend a lot of money on it, don't use your scissors on it. Take it back, make sure it works. But if I buy stuff, I've done that with like slips. I like to wear slips under dresses. Just I don't like my dresses being see-through. But a lot of times they're too long or too short. But I'll, I'll find a slip at a thrift store for two bucks. That's way too long. I will just cut it off. Who cares? Nobody sees these things. I mean, if you're in a relationship and your partner sees them and laughs at you, well, tough noogies. If he's going to laugh at you, ask him to pay for it then. You don't want me to wear like snipped up things, then you take me shopping. And if you're not going to do that, then shh. That's how I feel about it. Anyway. 
So don't be afraid. This is like not rocket science. It's just about clothing our bodies and we can we can take matters into our own hands. So there are many times that I have found really great deals on shapewear at a thrift store. They tend to have a lot of it and people I think are grossed out so they don't buy it. So better for me. <laughs> so don't be afraid about thrift shops and don't be afraid to get shapewear at thrift shops. So I'm going to talk a little bit about jeans just to make the point I don't like jeans. I don't understand jeans. I've never found a pair that fit me the way people talk about, you know, loving their whatever, the Levi's or something like the Cindy Crawford jeans and like they're just so great. I think jeans are are heinous. I don't understand why people don't cry of relief every time they take jeans off. When I take jeans off, it's the happiest part of my day. I now have some jeans that I'll wear that are fine. But I don't know that they look great. They're just comfortable enough for me to wear. But I also just don't stress. Like, I just don't wear them very often. So I'm, I'm making that point to say, you don't have to wear something. If you are not a dress or a skirt girl, don't wear them. There's not a police officer that's going to say, ma'am, we've noticed that in 2020, you've not worn jeans and you've not worn an A-line skirt. What's going on? It's not going to happen. Nobody cares. So if you hate it and you're not comfortable, don't do it. I do not feel bad about how how rarely I wear jeans. Sometimes I wear jeans. Some days I just feel good in them and some days I I have had friends witness when I've had to put jeans on. If I put a pair of pants on and they don't fit right, I'll be completely ready to leave and they just won't fit right. And I'll have to go take them off and put a different pair on and and off we go. I will put on and take off every pair of pants I have until I'm in tears and hating just the way my skin feels stretched over my body. There's something about pants that just, (laughs) I have a visceral reaction. And some days it's fine. I put them on, I go about my day. But if it doesn't feel a certain way, I lose my mind. And I know I'm not the only one because I've had other people tell me this. And so guess what? I just don't, I don't even think about wearing pants. It's not my... I think I have two pairs of jeans. I'll have to wear them this winter when I'm in Minnesota. But all that to say, you don't have to wear things you don't want to wear. Just, you don't. You can find a way around it. The end. So, life is too short. Tour jeans. So, anyway. Going back to shapers, I want to talk about some things I learned about shapewear because when I had a tummy tuck last year, I had to wear shapewear for six weeks. And that's the most I've ever worn shapewear since the girdle days. But I had to have a lot of options because I had to wear basically 24-7 I had to wear shapewear. And so I went out and bought a bunch, just dropped the cash, immediately regretted it because they're, they're soup to nuts depending on the brand. But so I'll just tell you what I found. Target has a brand called Maiden Form. Those were the cheaper version of the Spanx. They were the best. They had the most options and the most styles. So here's the thing. The body shaper ones, the ones that look like a swimsuit, they have ones that go, they look like a swimsuit and they go down to your knees. So they're really great to wear under a dress because you're, it's all one piece. You don't have lines. But when you're wearing a garment that is compressing you, All that stuff that's being compressed has to go somewhere. And in my experience, it pops out like back fat or pops out like knee fat. And or if you get the ones that end in like a brief, it's just you have like this weird second set of butt cheeks. And it's just so weird. But you know what I found? They make them in a thong. Again, calm down. Don't freak out if you don't like thongs. This is genius because you don't have a panty line on your butt. Everything gets squeezed and pushed out into your butt. So your butt looks better, even though it's not being compressed. You're welcome. So you should totally find Maiden Form brand, the body suit style shaper thong. Life-changing. So great. So comfortable. Comes in like white, nude, and black. The top of them, a lot of them don't have a bra in them. They go under your bra, so they also kind of lift your boobs. They're amazing, I'm telling you. I'm not sure if Spanx makes anything similar. I didn't see it, and I stopped buying that brand just because they were so much more expensive, and I just didn't didn't need them to be that sucky or 
customized or whatever. Um, so check those out. They also have thongs in just like the panties. So you get the front panel tummy control that doesn't do that whole, I don't know, the ones that squeeze your butt in weird ways, they just don't work for me. I have a lot of loose skin on my butt and I always will. And those shapers just don't, they don't do me any favors. It just gives me like two sets of butt cheeks. And I don't need two sets of butt cheeks. So check that brand out. Really love it. Also another tip, if you wear jeans um, in the wintertime, if you are in a cold area, wearing a pair of control top pantyhose under your jeans smooths all the things, sucks your tummy in, makes you warmer, and no one ever knows. You're welcome. Sorry, control top pantyhose, legit. Love it. Control top tights, I guess, more cool, more accessible than pantyhose, but... Um, that's my advice on that. So Spanx, I, again, I don't really use Spanx, but the Spanx leggings, they sell out all the time, but I'm telling you, Spanx leggings are handmade by Jesus Christ in heaven. There's like, he has spare time. He's up there making Spanx leggings. They're that good. They are amazing. They're the best leggings in the entire world. I don't have any more, have them anymore because I won't spend $100 on a pair of pants. I don't care that Jesus made them. I just won't do it. I'm too cheap and I just don't care enough about any, any kind of pants. But if you've wondered about the Spanx leggings, they're advertised everywhere. Just buy them and, and love them and thank Jesus Christ for them. And I'm not being sacrilegious. It's just funny. So I feel like I'm saying calm down a lot. You guys are not uncalm. Sorry for assuming you're freaking out. Okay, so moving on from shapewear, I'm going to talk a little bit about workout clothes because number one, that's the main thing that Krista was asking, and number two, I love workout clothes, and in 2020, I feel like most of us have lived our lives in leggings. So I'm going to cut right to the chase and just tell you, Old Navy leggings, workout leggings, the best. I, I cannot tell you how much I love them how loyal I am to them. They have the best material. It's so comfortable. It's not that shiny, slippery, weird, cheap, crappy stuff that so many brands use. It's um, it's a material that I don't understand, but it's perfectly compressive. They really hold up. I have some leggings I've had for three years, and they're just now starting to be where it's like, all right, I need to replace these. They're not as sucky as I want them to be, but they have mid-rise. They have great high-rise. I like high-waisted, but I don't want them so high that you can tuck your boobs into them. And they have the the one version that I love so much. And, you know, they obviously improve upon their styles every season. They're always introducing new features. And last year, they came out with these high-waisted Elevate compression leggings. They have these interesting kind of crisscross panels on the side of compression, so they really help with your outer thigh. They help with your inner thigh. And they're high-waisted, but the waistband is thinner, so it's not so bulky while being high-waisted. And what I love about that is you can fold them over. So sometimes I don't want them high-waisted. I'm not doing anything. I don't want my pants up so high. So you can fold them over, and then they're just a regular mid-rise pant. And you know you can see your belly button. That's about how low you can fold them if you fold them in half. But then if I go to do some plyo moves or I'm jumping around and I want that skin or that tummy fat to be sucked in, I just flip the waistband up and everything is put back. So I can't recommend these more highly. Old Navy has a great return and exchange policy too. And they always have sales and coupons. Right now, I think it's 50% off all activewear. And that's a very common sale. So... Their regular retail price on these Elevate high-waisted compression leggings, I think, are about $45. So right there, regular price, they're way less than other brands. And then if they're 50% off, obviously, you're getting them for $20, $25. They're amazing. And so that's what I wear. And a word of advice with leggings, if you carry a lot of weight in your legs, and I'm talking about me, like I have always carried a lot of weight in my legs, even after having skin removal and some liposuction on my thighs after my weight loss surgeries, I still carry weight in my legs. And so it does not serve us bigger legged girls to wear printed workout pants. So some prints end up looking okay, but do yourself a favor and go for dark solid colors and just say no to the mesh panels and the side pockets because they add bulk they add they just they just add 
And when you have thicker thighs like me, you want to minus. You want to have an illusion of a little bit more compressed leg. So that's my advice. I've learned it the hard way. I've looked back at videos and be like, oh my goodness, those bright pink floral pants. Not only are they, you can see all the sweat on my butt, but my legs look twice as big in them. So solid, dark colors. That's. I bought a pair of gray pants one time. No, because you know what you can see in gray pants? You can see swass. That's sweaty ass. You don't. Nobody wants to see swass or other sweat. So... Um, Old Navy has really nice shades of like maroon and teal and, um, of course black and they have some cool, I'm really loving they have camo print in black. So it's black and it just has like the camo print. You can just see it if you look at it at an angle. I love that. It's great. They just came out with the same exact pants in a Bermuda, Bermuda short length compression short. And I'm telling you, I'm obsessed. I got a pair I put them on. I love them so much. I just today ordered four more pairs because down here in Miami, it's really hot. And I normally wear leggings all year round. If I'm working out outside, I don't care, but it's like a whole other level of hot and humid here. And I want some shorts. I don't wear shorts normally. That's another thing. I, I just, I miss the window of being comfortable in shorts. Like I said, I carry weight in my legs. I can't wear those cute little runner shorts that just barely cover your butt. I have a long butt. My butt spills into my thigh. I have a butt thigh. And I'm working on it right now, super hard every other day, working on my booty sprout machine, working on my butt thigh. But it's going to be years before I can wear anything but compression knee-length Bermuda <laughs> shorts. So if you're like me and you really want to wear something that's shorter than a legging, I can't, I can't recommend. Old Navy. I can't recommend them more strongly. I just love them. And if you hate them, you can return stuff. They have great return policy. And then my second favorite um, are Fabletics. And I've been doing some Instagram posts because I've recently gotten some more Fabletics items. And Fabletics, Fabletics has been out for a long time. And I feel like they, you know, their quality and stuff was fine. I didn't love their stuff very much when I first got it. I got a couple shirts I really liked, but just their legging quality, they were always just not quite right. But I've stuck with them and they they pay you for reviews and I feel like they really have listened because the quality of their items have gone way up and I love their new sculpt knit material. I don't know how to explain it except that it it has the feel of like knit but it's very thin and the leggings are they go on kind of like tights but they're a little more substantial than that and at the ankles they're not super tight like a lot of leggings are really tight at the ankle. They're just really comfortable. And I got a pair of hot pink ones, which is finally a shade of pink that I love so much. It's hard to find. And they're not see-through. And the sports bra that came with, the inside is like a blue color. So when I sweat and it would normally be kind of see-through, instead it just kind of changes the color of the material a little bit to a purple. It's genius. Love it. So I'm loving their sculpt knit. I also love, they have really cute warm-up clothes and hoodies and stuff. I feel like they're really overpriced for what they are. But the way that Fabletics works is it's a subscription. So you join, and when you join, you get a really good deal on your first order. I think it's two pairs of leggings for $24 or something. And then you're a VIP member. And every month, you have to log in and either buy something or skip the month. And so if you skip the month, you pay nothing. If you forget to log in and skip the month. They charge you $39.95 and it's put in your bank to use towards purchases. So it's not gone forever. You just essentially, you're buying future buying credit. But they also curate a whole bunch of outfits for you. So it's really fun to log in and see all their new pieces and all, like they have sets that are specially priced. So instead of $80 for a pair of leggings, most of the time you can get a sports bra and a shirt and a pair of leggings for 80 bucks or something like that. Still more money than I like to spend on workout clothes just because I have so many and I love having so many that I don't wanna spend so much on each thing. I'd rather have a whole bunch of kind of inexpensive things than four stupid expensive things. But when, I, when you shop their deals and you use their outfit, like creator feature where it's cheaper, it's totally, totally affordable. 
I have some Lulu lemon pants. I think I've worn them twice. I love the way that their fabric feels on my skin. It feels like I said before, the skin of a baby angel, but there's no, no compression. And I just feel like everything is flapping around. And then when they say, no, 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 you should try this one, whatever. It's a hundred bucks for a pair of pants. And I know that people swear by them and that's awesome for them, but I just, I have not fallen in love with them in that way. So, um, but I'm really proud of Lululemon. I often get emotional in yoga classes because when I sweat and I exhaust myself, I get very emotional and my soul just starts to sing. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. My soul comes so alive when my mind and my body are so tired they can't function, then my soul gets to finally take charge. And that happens at the end of a hot yoga class. And there have been times I've wept with just pure love and joy in my heart because everything else is shut up and exhausted. And there was one particular time I was in a really packed hot yoga class in Minneapolis. And I was in the back corner and everyone that I could see was wearing Lululemon. The logo was on everyone's pants and on their sports bras. And I was so proud of Lulu, if that's a person. I was like, I bet somebody just had a dream that they would make these amazing things they believe in so much and that they would be on the bodies of people around the world. And they did it. I'm so proud of Lulu, wherever she is. Sports bras. Let's talk about sports bras. So when my breasts were really large and I started working out, I just would wear two bras. Like I'd wear a kind of shapeless one from Walmart that was sold in like a two pack for $5. <laughs> and then I'd wear a little tighter one because I had to, I had, I think I was in G or an H cup. And, and then as I lost weight, they just got smaller, but longer. So I still had to buy sports bras that didn't have cups just so I could contain all the armpit skin and the boobs. And that was the way it was even until I had my skin removal. I would get sports bras a size or two bigger than I needed so that I could push everything into the cups. And, you know, that worked pretty well. And I highly recommend that because a lot of women have breast tissue in their armpits, actually, and then excess skin in the armpits. So I would say just don't get your bra so tight. And if you're doing plyo moves, I, I doubled up my bras until a year and a half ago because I had skin and it's just, why not be comfortable? Like who even cares if it looks a little odd? It doesn't actually look odd. If you wear like a, just an overall coverage, full coverage, kind of a cheap thing to just cover all the skin and then wear a more structured bra. Like I would do a normal strap, like a, I don't know how to say it, but just like a vertical strap, like one that doesn't crisscross. And then I'd wear a racer back on top of it. And it looked kind of cute. And it gave me really weird suntan lines, but it would work to hold the armpit skin and the boobs in. So if you have that issue, I recommend it. And sometimes, you know, you can spend a lot of money hit or missing it. That's where, again, go to a thrift store, try on different styles. And then often I would try the clearance rack too, because then if you find one that does work, they're cheaper and you can buy like three of the same one. I still do that. I have four. Uh, of these pink and gray sports bras that I got at Target and they're the greatest sports bras I've ever had and I have four of them. I'm gonna wear them all till they wear out. They're just great. So if you find something you like, just get a bunch of them. But um, Old Navy has really good sports bras that don't have cups with good compression. Right now, when I'm buying sports bras, I am buying Target's all-in-motion brand because they have every level of support that you would need from just simply a yoga bra all the way up to a running bra. And what I like is they have cute ones. They have sexy ones. And I love my boobs. I've said that before. And I like when I'm not doing a high impact workout and I'm just going for a long walk or a bike ride, I like wearing a sexy sports bra. I just do. I paid for these puppies. I want to look at them. And I don't care if other people do too. And you may not feel that way, but I do. And so Target has so many cute sexy sports bras for those situations and then they have obviously really good full coverage high impact ones um i like to get bras where i can try them on versus online ordering them just because i mean you may think it's going to be fine and it could be absolutely a nightmare of a fit you just don't know going back to those the labeling and the sizing i mean a 36d in one brand compared to another brand might just be absolutely Nothing, I mean, 
I've had 36 Ds I couldn't get onto my body, and then I've had 36 Ds that like were ridiculously too large. And typically I'd wear a 36 D. So it's just good to try them on. So um, and then real quick, I'm gonna talk a little bit about socks. I know it sounds weird, but when you work out, especially if you're a runner, socks are important. And I used to just buy socks at Target and just get champion brand, who cares? But last year I got introduced to Belegas. Randy got me a pair of Belegas and my life changed. I was really late to the game. All my runner friends were like, uh, duh, you didn't know about Belegas. Wow. But they are socks that just hug your feet in all the right places. They sell them in thicker or thinner materials. They wick the moisture away. They just feel so good. I wore them around the house. I wear them when I weightlift because I like to weightlift without shoes on. But the socks are just so great. They're not cheap. They're like $16 a pair. So it's really, really hard for me to stomach. But so far, I've gotten a bunch of pairs since last year and none of them have worn out. I haven't gotten any holes in them and all of that. So love the Belegas. So give them a try. Shoes. Shoes are really important and shoes are really personal because we all have weird issues with our feet if you're well I wouldn't say all but most of us do um, I'm a pronator and so when I first started running I exclusively ran in brooks and those really were awesome and then I didn't like how not cute they were so I branched out into more minimalist shoes and that served me well uh, for the most part I really love all birds I love all if you know me you know I love all birds if you know me well I've probably bought you a pair of all birds because I want everyone to have a pair Albirds are shoes that are made out of trees and they have liners that are made out of merino wool and they're amazing. Like Jesus is up in heaven making Spanx leggings and Albirds shoes. I believe that. Um, but you can wear them without socks and they don't stink and you can wash them in the washing machine and if you wear out the little insoles like the wool starts to wear down you can replace just them for I think they're eight dollars to replace the soles it's like maybe not eight dollars really cheap but they make great great lightweight minimalist running shoes love them so much I developed a bone spur because I have weird feet and so I'm not running right now and when I went in to see a foot specialist he said, all right, if you ever want to run again, you have to give your Achilles some time to heal. It takes a really long time. And in the meantime, you need to be wearing only shoes that have a four-foot rocker, which that means they're shoes that have a little rolling motion to the sole. So momentum and just gravity moves my foot into a stride without using my calf and my Achilles tendon so much. So it gives it a little rest, a little help. So there are several brands of shoes that have the four-foot rocker, but the best one is the Hoka. The Hoka One One is what I got. It looks like one one, O-N-E-O-N-E, but it's pronounced One One. Um, I got them. They're not sexy. They're not cute. The, the heel on them is so thick. They, I call them my senior edition shoes, but they're helping. So I don't care that they're not cute. I mean, I do care. I won't wear them if I really want to look cute, but... Um, they have been a game changer. I wear them as much as I can. In fact, if I'm walking around my apartment here barefoot, my Achilles starts to hurt and I'll put my, my hokas on because it does really take the pressure off of that um, really angry Achilles. Um, I wasn't wearing them for workouts because they have that rolling motion in the sole so they don't feel real stable. But actually, I started wearing them more for workouts and jumping around because it's teaching my other muscles in my legs to stabilize my body. And so I don't wear them weightlifting. Like I said, I wear just socks when I lift. So I get a nice, I like to feel the floor. But, um, and plus they're, they're not stable. But I, can't, I cannot believe the difference they've made. And I also can't believe how many people out and about notice. And the people that notice are triathletes and runners who say, oh my gosh, you have hokas aren't they amazing? They have changed my stride. They've changed my pain patterns. So, and I had never heard of them until my foot doctor told me about them. So they're not cheap. I think it was 150 bucks for them. I mean, it hurt to spend that much, but I'd much rather spend 150 bucks on shoes than $150 on a pair of Lululemon pants. So, and I know Lululemons aren't $150, but anyway, um, some things, you know, you got to spend money on and, you know, well, and all birds are about a hundred bucks too. So I don't know what I'm talking about, 
but I, I recommend them. And then otherwise, Brooks, Brooks running shoes for me, I, if I go back to running, if I'm ever lucky enough to go back to running, I will definitely stop using the minimalist um, and continue to give my, my Achilles assistance by wearing a, a good heel box shoe. So I recommend Brooks and Hoka for shoes. So that's about all I have for my favorites and my recommendations. If you have specific questions, make sure you circle back with me. But I just want to say that, you know, I believe strongly in the mind-soul-body connection. We don't get to pick the vehicle that carries our soul around. And so our bodies do matter. And so what other people see is a reflection of effort that we've put into how we care for our body and how we dress our body. But it's a balance, like everything. You know, you, you can't control how long your torso is. You can't control how long your legs are. You can't control the shape of your nose. There's so many things about your body that you can't control. And we all have parts of our body that are not like the vast majority. We all have anomalies. Like celebrities, actresses, models, they all have things they hate about how they look. And so you're not alone if there's something about your body that you don't like. I'm not, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. And so it's really important to say, you know what? This part of my body is not stereotypical. Um, sometimes it's hard to find clothing that works with this part of my body because it is not stereotypical. But you know what? I'm going to work with it and I'm, I'm going to embrace it. And I'm not going to say I'm less than because of this. I'm just going to make it work for me. And that's easier said than done. But if you Google um, a celebrity that you, that you think has a similar body type to you, you're going to find... In fact, I did this with my niece. My niece, when she was a teenager, she was starting to do her own shopping and looking for clothes. And we would go shopping together. And she would get frustrated at certain things that were cute but that didn't look right on her. And so we determined that she has a very... Um, narrow waist right at her rib cage and then she's a little bit wider in the hips and so I googled celebrities with this same shape and a whole bunch of celebrities came up and you it was remarkable Halle Berry has the same body shape as my niece and if you look at all these pictures of Halle Berry you see that she wears a really particular style of dress and outfit so her stylist knows what her body shape is and they dress it accordingly I don't think Halle Berry, maybe she does, but I don't think she sits around and wishes that she looked like Jessica Simpson or um, Selena Gomez or Blake Lively. I'm pretty sure Halle Berry's like, this is what I have. Let's just make it work, at least at this point in her life. Hopefully she's accepted that. There's a body shape out there that looks just like yours and you can make it work. So it's about being smart about it. It's about taking your ego and your character out of it just because a certain cut doesn't look good on you, doesn't mean you're a bad person. And who cares about the number on the label? The sizes are stupid. I've said this a couple times now, but I literally have a skirt that's a two that fits me. And I have skirts that are eights and tens and twelves that fit me. So that number is stupid. We get ego into it, say, I'm wearing a two. I would love to tell people I'm a size two, but I'm not a size two unless it's that skirt. <laughs> And it's a lie. In fact, they probably just scratched the one off of it. It's probably a 12. But you have to let go of the number. It, you're looking for fit and comfort and confidence when you're looking for clothes. And if you love something, get it in every color. And if you love something, wear it as much as you want. And if you hate something, don't wear it. Get rid of it. It's like the, the like condo lady. Like It doesn't bring you joy. Get rid of it. If it doesn't bring you joy, don't wear it. Just don't. There's no reason to overcomplicate it. And you can have a style and you can be known for wearing a certain kind of look for the rest of your life. Um, lots of different famous, successful people have a certain look and they wear that look a lot. Well, I know Mark Zuckerberg, he just wears like a hoodie and jeans and nobody gets mad at him because he's just successful. So go be successful at all the things and nobody cares what you wear. No. Um, I know you live in your body, and so you're hyper-conscious about your body, um, but it's it can be really fun, and there are no rules except feeling good in your skin and, and doing the best you can with what you have to work with, and just remember, you can be like me, and you can have all your excess skin removed and have a tummy tuck, and guess what? 
You still have skin that bends. I still have skin that ripples and rolls. I still have fat that rolls up. My body still bends in the middle. My new breasts that I paid for are not symmetrical. I can still hear my armpits hitting me when I run. My legs are still bigger than they need to be. I still have excess skin in my thighs. And I've done everything surgically possible to eliminate those things. And guess what? You can only do so much. And at the end of the day, it just is what it is. So, you know, it, it's not about perfection. So just remember that. Your body is a spectacularly talented, amazing tool that takes you where you ask it to take you. It does what you ask of it. It serves you. And you're beautiful when you are fully in it. So be fully you, dress in a way that's fully you, and, um, and enjoy it. It can be really fun. So that's all I have for you, and that's a lot. <laughs> I recorded this whole episode earlier today, and I have this really stupid, annoying Bluetooth speaker that when I use my phone, if it's been playing music through the speaker, if I use my phone to talk, it turns the microphone on the speaker on so I recorded this whole episode and it sounds like I'm far 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 away even though I was talking into my phone like I am now and I was so mad because you guys the first draft of this was so much better and you'll never hear it so I'm real sorry but it was way better than this one (laughs) Uh, if I'm being honest but anyway thanks for listening thanks for bearing with me uh and thanks for the the suggestion Crystal this was really really fun to uh to do i'm gonna post links to uh, my favorite old navy compression pants and some of the other things that i mentioned i'm gonna post some pictures and some links in the episode show notes so make sure that you check those out i'd love to hear from you individually if you have something you want to say suggest argue or if you have podcast topic ideas, or just simply want to talk about your personal weight loss and health and fitness goals, you can email me, Kristen, at destinationbegin.com. You can always find me on Instagram too. I'm posting there all the time. That is destination underscore begin. And you can also just check out my website, destinationbegin.com. Destination Begin.